and welcome to QPod, QIC's Investor Insights podcast series. I'm Matthew Peter, QIC's Chief Economist, and in today's QPod, I'm sitting down with QIC Global Real Estate's Managing Director, Michael O'Brien, and we'll be discussing our latest investment insights paper, which talks to the outlook for retail real estate assets post-COVID-19. We'll be covering the macroeconomic outlook and portfolio performance analytics and what this means for retail real estate in the wake of COVID and beyond. So welcome back to the QPod, Michael. Thanks, Matt. Great to be here. Uh, So, Michael, as Australia moves out of this pandemic, attention is turning to how fast our economy is is going to grow and how it will fare post-COVID. The outlook is certainly picking up as we uh, come out of the lockdown and and QIC, we're bullish on the outlook. We've got strong above trend 4.6% growth in GDP forecast for next year. And in that, we're not alone. Uh, Westpac, for example, Michael, they're forecasting 5%. Deloitte Access Economics, 4.5%. Goldies there at 4.4%. And we've also just seen uh, the RBA lift their growth forecast for next year to a year-ended rate of 5.5%. Now, underpinning these forecasts is a broad-based recovery in the economy being led by consumer spending. So pick the ball off, Michael. I'd like to ask your thoughts on the outlook for Australia's economy and how you're seeing that translate into the consumer spending environment. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I know, and I know your team have done a lot of work on this as well. But I think at, at the coalface, through the performance of our our retail assets, we're seeing some in, incredibly positive signs, and we're sort of basing that on how the assets performed in the first half of 2021, when you know the country was basically free of COVID restrictions, and the performance of the assets from late. 2020 through to the middle of 21 were strong. Um, we saw very strong sales growth, some of the strongest numbers uh, that we'd seen for you know probably a decade or more. And I think that points to people have money to spend. They haven't been able to spend it because of the restrictions. They haven't been able to travel overseas. We've got record low interest rates. We've seen incredible growth in housing prices. Uh, people feel very comfortable that they have the ability and they certainly have the propensity to to spend. So we're incredibly positive about this Christmas, but then I think even more positive about uh, what we're going to see in 2022. Well, that's right. I mean, when you're looking at all the indicators, 2022 looks looks good. And everybody coming out of hibernation, Michael, um, this Christmas season should be a bumper. Look, how do you think, though, that this positive outlook for spending is influencing retail real estate's investment environment. Are we seeing it translate into a more positive environment? We, we are definitely seeing that, uh, Matt. And I think, you know, where we had seen very strong operational performance in the first half of this year, I think that's become pretty much the understanding of how these assets are going to perform as we move through, out of this pandemic. And I think that, that that's quite clear. And so where we hadn't seen much transactional activity, particularly at the larger uh, retail asset end, we're now starting to see the early signs of a market that's increasingly becoming attractive to investors. And that started with smaller retail assets, um, you know, more private investors, syndicators, small fund managers. But we're now starting to see transactions that are more institutional, larger institutions looking at bigger super regional assets. We saw a transaction 
of two large institutions are buying into Pacific Fair on the Gold Coast and Macquarie Centre in Sydney, Unisuper and, and Seabus. Uh, at at very strong values, uh, and I think that's been a real indicator of the level of interest that we we may see moving into into next year. You're listening to Matthew Peter and QIC's Investor Insights QPod, where I'm speaking with QIC Global Real Estate's Managing Director Michael O'Brien on QIC's analysis of the prospects for physical retail in the wake of COVID-19 and beyond. So, Michael, as you mentioned earlier, and explore quite deeply in the paper high quality assets that are actively managed with mixed use development potential are expected to generate even higher returns than the 6% average annual forecast uh, returns for the sector as a whole over the coming decade. Now, repositioning assets for mixed use, that seems to me to be something that would take some time and planning to get set for. How have you and the team been setting up QIC's assets to take advantage of these two themes. This has been something that we've been uh, sort of thinking about for many years, Matt. And I guess one of the advantages of, of owning assets like Rabina and Castle Towers, the Canberra Centre, Eastland and, and Water Gardens in unlisted funds is that we've been able to acquire land around these assets right in the centre of their communities with, with excellent supporting infrastructure. We've been acquiring that land for decades. And so, you know, when I joined QIC, I was just amazed at how much high quality land that we have accumulated around those central retail cores. And that land has become increasingly valuable uh, over time, particularly as the, the transport infrastructure, the road networks have vested in and have improved over time. So that has set us up beautifully for the next stage of development. For decades, the highest and best use of developable land around these retail assets was to add more retail. It created these powerful retail assets. But most of the the assets that we have now, in most cases, we certainly have enough retail footprint um, and and we can keep adapting that, that retail footprint in line with how consumer preferences are changing. But we know that there's demand from other uses such as office and healthcare and hotel and residential that want to be placed in those very strategic central locations with a powerful retail uh, facility providing the amenity to parcels of developable land. So we, we now have 20 year master plans across those key assets that show how we can develop that land with complementary mixed uses and that we can achieve very strong returns from developing out those those parcels of land. And we know that adding office and healthcare and hotel and residential will also create a captive market and increase trade for the retail. So it's this beautiful symbiotic relationship where developing the land creates value, but it also creates value for this incredibly powerful retail core. So we're now well underway with implementing those master plans. So that will significantly enhance the return profile of those assets with very low risk. It's a very exciting future that we have for all of those assets. And we know that uh, it's going to generate significant value for the, for the investors in those assets. Yes, it's a really uh, exciting model, isn't it, Michael? Uh, it's like a virtuous circle. Um, you've got the core retail 
which is a base for the mixed use, but then building out the mixed use feeds back into the core retail. And, and I suppose the next question I've got is, is what are you doing to, to protect, to put up buffers to protect that core business, particularly against disruption from, you know, from online penetration? Yeah, and that's, that's a really good question, Matt. And again, you know, we've been evolving the retail offer you know, over decades, and that will continue. We know the consumer preferences are changing, and we continue to evolve the retail mix in line with, you know, how those preferences are changing. So, for example, you know, we know that there is a, a greater demand for, for dining, for entertainment, for services, for fresh food, and the traditional demand for, say, women's apparel, for example, has diminished over time. So that's a constant remixing that we're undertaking across these assets to ensure that the offer remains very relevant. But we're also repurposing less productive space. So we know, for example, we're working very productively with the department store groups to take back space where we can, which benefits them because they're looking at reducing their footprints. But we can then convert that space to much higher productivity space occupied by you know groups like JB Hi-Fi and Rebel, Priceline, Mecca, groups like that. Um, you know, and, and that creates more sales. It gives us a strong return and it, it keeps the the space much more relevant for the for the consumer base. Look, Michael, I'd like to thank you very much for joining us today on uh, QIC's QPod. Thanks, man. It's been a pleasure. And I'd also like to thank you, Michael, for confirming my positive outlook for the Australian economy based on a resurgent consumer. Thanks very we, much for that. We are very much on the same page, Matt. <laughs> Look, but, but more um, seriously, I'd like to thank you for your deep insights on the exciting opportunity that well-managed uh, quality retail assets currently offer uh, the astute investor. Importantly, though, it's not just about a cyclical recovery out of COVID. It's managing assets to take advantage of the shifting shape of consumer preferences, as you mentioned, uh, Michael, in both terms of spending patterns, shopping experiences and product delivery. Look, I recommend that you take five minutes to read our Investment Insights paper, which you can find on QIC's website. This is Matthew Peter, QIC's Chief Economist, wishing you all the best for the rest of the day and look forward to having your company again at QIC's next QPod.